Thanks for joining me once again. We'll hear from Quiet, please, this week. A series of 106 episodes that debuted over mutual stations in June of 1947. It would air until June of 1949. By that time, over ABC Radio, it was created and written by Willis Cooper, who we know from Lights Out. Our story today is from January 12, 1948. It's titled, The Room Where the Ghosts Live. Broadcasting System presents Quiet, Please, which is written and directed by Willis Cooper and which features Ernest Chappell. Quiet, Please, for tonight is called The Room Where the Ghosts Live. No. No, I won't let you take me out of the house. No, I'm going to stay right here. I'm sorry, Doctor. But, Lawrence, we've got to get you to a hospital. Now, stop being a fool. I won't. I'm going to die anyway, and I don't want to die in an ambulance somewhere out on an icy road between here and town. I'm sorry, that's final. I can't do anything for you here, Lawrence. Maybe I don't want you to do anything for me, Doctor. I'm going to call the ambulance. How? By telephone, of course. The telephone isn't working. Oh, that's right, I forgot. That's funny, isn't it? What? What a couple of days of snow can do. No light, no heat, no water. Just like the days when they lived here. When who lived here? The ghosts. Open your mouth. What for? The moment. I'm not raving, Doctor. Well, let's see anything. Feel any pain? Sure. Worse than it was? A little, a little mortier, I won't say. Good thing I decided to stop in for a cup of coffee. You might have died here all by yourself. Don't die anyway. Not if I can help it. Can't help it. No, stop that nonsense. May I have your vote? Hmm. All right, now. That'll relieve the pain in a minute or two. 
Okay. I could take you to the hospital in my car. No. And I think I will. No. Lawrence, what got into you? What do you want to die for? Trade from ours. No, not yet. There's nothing wrong with you. You've been the happiest. You've got everything to live for. No. Then you go and shoot yourself. Yep. Where did you get this pistol, anyway? Yeah. Didn't you know it was loaded? Sure. That powder and ball have probably been in there for 50 years. Longer than that. What? Longer than that. Well, there's no telling what kind of infection you can get from that bullet. No. No, I You see that thermometer? High temperature, huh? Yeah, it's just been high. I guess you're not going to the hospital after all, though. I told you that, Doctor. I couldn't move you with that higher temperature. That's fine. But I told you I wasn't going to be moved anyway. So you see... Who gave you this pistol? The British Colonel. What British Colonel? His name's on the lock plate. Lieutenant Colonel Robert Charles Graves. 17th Regiment of Foot. 1774. Ancestor of the fellow that gave it to you? No. He gave it to me himself. Yesterday. Lawrence, how could he? He's one of the ghosts. I see. No, you don't. I'm not delirious, Doctor. He he really is. No, no. Just relax, Lawrence. Of course. I'm going to die anyway. Isn't that so? I'm afraid it is. Good. Lawrence. What? Why did you do it? Well, I... I'm not sure whether I did it on purpose or not. I wanted to... But maybe it was an accident. Or maybe... Or maybe what? Maybe one of the ghosts... No, I... I don't think so. I guess it was an accident. I'm glad, though. But why? Well, on account of Melanie. Melanie? Melanie who? Who's Melanie? Melanie is a girl... Who lived here a hundred and seventy years ago? What? And who still lives here? It it hurts quite a bit, Doctor. You want me to give you some more morphine? I guess not. I want to tell you things. Well, you won't believe me, of course. You. I think my mind's wandering. Don't you? Why? What difference does it make? Yeah, that's right. Nothing makes any difference, though. Well, it takes a long time dying, doesn't he? After a while, we have the time, huh? Pretty soon, I'll be a ghost, too. See, Melanie. I'd, I'd like a little drink of brandy. Well, just a second. Oh, you're not taking it easy. Ah, thanks. 
to come along. It's good. I wish I could do something for you, Lauren. Nothing's snowed in, aren't we? Sure. We mustn't leave. I couldn't come back, you know. I have to stay here. I don't understand that. I have to stay here, I said. My house. Mm. What was I talking about? The... The ghost. Oh, yes. So I tried to keep the house like it was in the old days, see? All by myself. Been fun. And then noises. Heard noises. What kind of noises? People beating on the door, rattling the latch. Every night. I'm not afraid, Doctor. I know. I got up and went all over the house. Noises stopped after a while. It wasn't a dream? No, no dream. Beating on a door someplace. Always sounded like it came from right over there. You see? Well, there isn't any door there, Lawrence. That's what I thought. Oh, my hands are cold. I'll build up the fire. No, no, no. I know what it is. I haven't got much time, huh? Shut your eyes so you can see what I saw. I mean, I didn't see it, see, because it was dark. So when you shut your eyes, you you feel the way I felt. Huh? I all right, Lauren. I I walked all over the house, lights on. No sound, no hammering on door, no door. I turn off the lights, it starts again. From right over there. I turn on the light, no door, no noise. And then I get an idea. I turn off the lights again. I walk over where the sound comes from. And there is a door. And I I think I hear a woman crying. And footsteps and furniture being shoved around. I, I said I wasn't scared, didn't I? Well, I was then. You'd be scared too, finding a door where there isn't any door and, and there's somebody on the other side. But that's the outside wall of the house, Lauren. No. What? There's a, a room there. The room where the ghosts left. You see? No, I don't. I didn't know it, too. You got your eyes shut? Yes. If, if you could hear the noise, like I heard it. Randall pounding. People pushing their shoulders against the locked door. And I could smell smoke. You see? I didn't know about the ghosts then. Well, how do you know now? I'm... I'm trying to tell you. I'm sorry. Keep your eyes shut. I want you to feel the way I felt. Billy. I reached for the lights again. I turned them on. Nothing happened. Just nothing. Except pounding on the door. 
slower now. And the woman crying. And I hear her scream. What's oh, going? She said, "It's French. It means help, help." And I heard her voice again, frightened. I love what she said. That's French too. Means open the door. So they tried to open it, and it was locked. And they were pounding. She was coughing. And at last, I found the key. And I yanked the door open. And the ghost came out. The lights came back on. There wasn't any door. There wasn't anybody in the room but me. Then I heard something. Somebody walking across the floor down the hall. So I turned and went down the hall after the footsteps. Down toward my room. Then I stopped dead. The door to my room closed and somebody locked it. You dreamed that? No. It was locked from the inside. So was every other door in the house. That couldn't be. Try the doors. Open your eyes and try the doors. Go ahead. Lawrence, I... No, no, go ahead. I'll keep on talking. You... You have to believe me. Go ahead. So, what did I do? I lay down here on the Davenport with the lights on. I tried to think, and nothing made any sense. I got up and I tried the outside door. It was un- unlocked. So I went outside. I had some crazy idea. Maybe there was a room there. There was, and of course... But there were footprints in the snow. Some men's footprints. And and a girl. This last nose covered them all up again, I guess. Well, what about the doors, Doctor? They're locked. On the inside. You see? Did you hear anything? Did you? When I... I thought I heard someone moving, decided to waken somebody. But it was probably my imagination. No, it wasn't. Sit down. I'm getting so tired. No, 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 Randy. No. So I came back in, and I sat down. And I hardly noticed that the lights were off again, I was left alone to bring food to the poor soldiers. 
And there was a night when I took their food to them. And when I would go from the room, I found the door to be locked from the other side. But soon we smelled the smoke of the fire. For someone had set fire to the house to destroy these men. And we beat upon the door. But it did not avail us. And so we perished in the fire. I and the British officer. And there was none to know our fate. And for our sins, we are bound forever to this house. Although I have not sinned so very greatly. And I would thank you for releasing us from that room. For so many times we have cried out. Yet no one would open the door. And I opened the door, but now all my doors are locked against me. Yes. They say it is their house now. And no man can open the doors again. I think we'll see about that. They say you must go away. Well, I'm not going away. I should be sorry when you go away. You would? You have released us. I am grateful. Thanks. I think they'd be grateful, too. They are soldiers, monsieur. And they have not forgotten the manner of their death. This is their revenge. That no man shall live in this house. Well, that's fine. I'm to be chased out of my house by a bunch of ghosts. It is so, monsieur. How do you feel about it? I... I could wish you could always be here, monsieur. So? Yes, monsieur. But it cannot be. Unless. Unless what? It cannot be. If I turned on the lights, could I see you? No, monsieur. The eyes of the living cannot see us. What did you look like? I... I did have blue eyes, monsieur. And my hair was black. And I was not very tall. And my feet were very small. And your uh, clothes? Once I had a gown of taffeta. And it was blue, like my eyes, I remember. And there was a cap of lace for my grandmother in between. And, and I was struck with a sudden impulse to see this girl with the black hair and the taffeta dress that matched her eyes. And I jumped up and snapped the lights on. And the room was empty. And so, I knew I'd been dreaming. Oh, cool. Uh, but I wasn't dreaming, my friend. She came to me the next night. And the next. Oh, it's so cold. Am I dying now? Is this what it feels like? You take a little sip of this. Oh. Better? How much longer? Well, see, friend, I found myself in love with a ghost. Yes, Melanie. And she loves me, Doctor. And we talked about it so much. There must be a way out. But there couldn't be a way out. 
And the others kept telling her I was the one, and I asked you to go to them. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go to them and beg them to let me stay. It was the only way. But she told me they said no. They, they made a pact between themselves, and they did not alter it. And the time was getting short. They were sorry, they said, but... And then, last night, she came to me again. When the snow was piling deeper and deeper around the windows, and I said, Melanie, I, I can't go now. Can't they see that? And she said, I have spoken again with the colonel. And what did he say? He will come to you, he said. And what? He will not speak to the living. But what good? I do not know. He said he will come to you. When? Tonight. Speak. Say, Monsieur Le Colonel. I have the honor to present Monsieur the Lieutenant Colonel Robert Charles Graves of His Majesty's 17th Regiment of Foot. Monsieur, the colonel, wishes me to present his compliments to you and to say to you that he has taken counsel with his fellow officers. No, do not speak. Monsieur, the colonel, wishes me also to say that he and his fellow officers have come to a decision in the matter of yourself. They honor you for your devotion to me. And they beg me to supply you with the means of assuring you permanent residence in this house. This year, the colonel begs you to accept as a token of his esteem. Lover, Colonel, I said. Said. 
Here's your pistol. I'm a coward. Drink, please. Hey. Wake up here. Daylight. See? If Colonel Graves good enough fellow show me way out. Good enough fellow. No trigger for me. Hello. Melanie in your protaffity dress. And your little eyes. And your black. You have listened to Quiet, Please, which is written and directed by Willis Cooper. Lawrence, the man who spoke to you, was Ernest Chappell. And Melanie was Claudia Morgan. The doctor was played by James Van Dyke. Our sound effects by Albert April. Music for Quiet, Please, except for our theme, which is from the Allegretto Movement of the César Franck Symphony in D minor, is composed and played by Albert Berman. Now for a word about next week's Quiet, Please, here is our writer-director, Willis Cooper. Baker's Dozen is the title of next week's story, the story of one man, two men. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. That's the horror for this week. You can find more Quiet, Please, past episodes of The Horror, all the other podcasts, and everything else Relic Radio at relicradio.com. Got our shoutcast stream up and running there as well with even more old-time radio. If you'd like to help support it all, visit donate.relicradio.com or click on one of the links on the website. Your support makes it all happen. Thanks to those who have. Thanks for joining me today. Be back next week with another episode of The Horror. <laughs>